The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hey there, it is the hump day. Oh, totally you missed, missed it. it. I've missed it probably every single time, whether it's been with you or with Andrew. I, I don't know why, because I've produced this show now for eight months. and you I You should this never is the, miss hump day. I know. I know. I've, I've failed. It's all right. It is the hump day edition of the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. Hope you're having a great day. A little bit of a dreary day out there. The uh, sun's supposed to come back around Friday, Saturday, then get a little rainy again for uh, the rest of your long weekend. But I hope you're having a great Wednesday. want to tell you what's coming up on the show today. It is the last Wednesday of the month, so that means Dr. Gans Ference in studio from 3 to 4. We will be talking about going back to school and, uh, you know, helping the kids and helping you through that of course we'll always take your comments and your questions during that time as well and a couple of weeks ago Andrew and I got talking about esports and there was talk about esports so gaming making its way into the olympics um and I wanted to find out more about esports. And then a number of members of Chedville had said, you know, they would be very interested as well. Unfortunately, then what happened on the weekend in um, Florida happened. Um, but as it stands, we had made plans to do this interview. So we're going to talk to a guy who's who's running esports tournaments in Canada. So we're going to talk about it, how it works, the growth of it, the money in it. The I, drugs I have it, involved the in it? The drugs involved in it, the, the possibility. Uh, it is going to be in the Asian Games coming up, the possibility of it being in the Olympics. And what you think about that. By the way, I'm Jay Lynn. Andrew is off today. He'll be back on Tuesday. He is still on a cruise somewhere in the middle of an ocean somewhere. Still tweeting, though, so you can follow him at Gross Andrew. <laughs> Brad Whisker, the producer of this show, show, joining me in studio at least for a little while this afternoon. At least for a little while. And I just, uh, this conversation about esports, it's so funny because you came up to me on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and you came to my desk and you just said, so, uh... We got to talk more about esports. Mm-hmm. And then you said, uh, also, can you um, kind of fill out like a, a sheet for me so <laughs> I at least have some sort of idea yeah. about uh, this whole world? It's captivating and it's really interesting. I mean, obviously, you've done some reading on it over yeah, the last yeah. few days, as have I. I mean, and you touched on a few things, but the money is incredible. Yeah. And I mean, originally started in South Korea and has, has grown from there. And I've mentioned it on the show, my uh, oldest boy lives in Tokyo and he's talking about the growth there. Now, there's still a long way to go there because of um, gambling rules and, and that sort of stuff. But he's been watching it grow because he also visits South Korea often and talks about, you know, these stadiums being sold out and people sitting watching people play video games and I don't know about you but if you've sat around with your kids watching them play video games you know in my opinion it gets boring after a little while but I know that it is hugely popular and gaming is hugely popular so we're going to learn more about it today and I'm excited about that I am too and it it reminds me a lot of the attraction of live dart tournaments in <laughs> Europe 
than 15,000 people sitting in an audience watching people play darts for hours on end. Personally, I couldn't do it. The crowd seems lively. Maybe it'd be a fun time, but much like video games, I don't want to watch anyone else play. I rarely even play them myself, but that's... That's what I would rather be doing than watching, but hey. But hey, you know what? Everybody has their own things that they like. There's uh, there's gamers out there, people who love gaming. Both of my boys uh, love gaming. It's a stress reliever for them. They, they will do it. Um, you know, I like watching volleyball. There's a lot of people out there that would say, what do you mean watching volleyball? There are some people out there who love hockey, who, and there's other people who hate hockey. There's people who love football, who hate football. So whatever blows your skirt up, right? I love golf. And I love watching golf. See, my dad... I don't like playing it, but I love watching it. See, and so do I, and I haven't played in a few years, but my dad's a big golf fan, and as I've mentioned a few times, I am heading home this weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my dad last Sunday, and he said, so, you know, maybe Sunday, Monday, you and I have a few drinks in the basement and turn on a round of golf, and we will sit there for the five hours of the final round and watch golf. That's interesting because that's where the, my love of golf uh, came. My love of watching golf came from as well. Um, my whole family played golf. My brother was my brother, his kids, uh, my dad. They they all play golf and they love playing golf. Um, personally, I, I get in about five holes and I'm done. <laughs> I'm really done after about five holes. And uh, but I can appreciate it. Watching it though, I think it's more about this not habit, but this thing that my dad and I started um, when I lived in Thunder Bay, when he moved to Thunder Bay, and when my brother moved to Thunder Bay to go to university, we would all go over to um, their place on Sunday for dinner and to do laundry because we didn't have washing (laughs) machines at our apartments. Um, And that's exactly what we did. We would sit down, do laundry, might pour a couple of drinks, eat some pistachios and watch the last round, whatever golf tournament was on. And I think it was more about the connection with my parent than anything but um, to this day it's still there. Yeah, absolutely. My dad and I are at the point now with me living here and him living in Ottawa when it's the final round of a major or Mm -hmm. one of the bigger tournaments on tour I'm texting him all Sunday afternoon. <laughs> it's nonstop. Yeah. Uh, just that, and that's the connection we have more than just golf. But that's mm-hmm. something that really we bond over. We both appreciate the game, and uh, but it's not for everyone. Much like esports or darts or volleyball or anything, right? Yeah. I mean, I think there's also games that you like playing that you maybe don't like watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, Andrew loves playing darts. But again, it's the thing that he does with his kid, with his son. I'm not sure that he sits around and watches dart tournaments. I highly doubt that. He has so many different shows on the go at any given time that I'm sure darts is far down the list. Every oh, time, yeah. mm-hmm. every time I talk to him, he's starting a new show. So, um, you know, like you said, though, he enjoys playing it, but doesn't enjoy watching it as much. Interesting. So Richard just texted in and says, video games are not sports. If that gets into the Olympics, I'll stop watching. And we'll talk to him uh, about that. So um, on the news front today, we, we've heard about, you know, what happened overnight, that um, that accident uh, on, the, on the bridge around 2.30 in the morning. Things are back open and, uh, uh, and traffic is flowing again. But shutdown made for a really, really tough commute for a lot of folks this morning. I was glad I didn't have to go downtown today. Yeah, I went down uh, through that area. I avoided uh, the huge traffic backups, but I was able to see kind of the remnants of it. And as it was happening, it did not look like uh, a great commute. Um, 
an unfortunate incident that happened. They're saying that this crash was so intense that it shook the bridge. Yeah, here was the latest uh, from Acting Inspector Sean Anderson with Edmonton Police. Uh, they had a news conference uh, not too long ago. Here's what he had to say. 2.30 this morning, a Chevrolet Malibu was northbound, heading towards the low, sorry, start over. At 2.30 this morning, a Chevrolet Malibu was northbound, headed towards the low-level bridge. The driver of the vehicle lost control, struck a concrete barrier, and then a metal beam on the bridge itself. The impact caused the vehicle to roll over and land on its roof. The 19-year-old driver was pronounced dead at the scene. The two 20-year-old passengers were treated by EMS and rushed to hospital for treatment with life-threatening injuries. Speed and alcohol are considered to be factors in this collision, and our major collision investigation unit is investigating the collision. In this situation, because of the speed of the impact and the debris field, for lack of a better term, it was spread out over a better part of both the northbound and southbound bridges. So in order to properly do the investigation, they need to have as clean of a roadway as possible and without distractions and vehicle traffic going by. So the uh, the other two people in the car in uh, in uh, critical condition. We'll keep you updated on that as uh, police let us know about it. And we've heard during the newscast as well. Um, the bridge inspection has determined that after the car hit the center median, it crashed into that metal support, did minor damage before rolling. Um, the deputy city manager for operations says the initial inspection is going to lead to a more thorough one, but it appears right now that there's only limited damage, which is a uh, good news. It's a very minor support. It's not one of the significant supports on the bridge, so it's not, uh, you know, it wasn't a, a, a big truck uh, could do much more damage than a single vehicle. Uh, and uh, they're going to do uh, a full assessment uh, coming up. They said when they have a full assessment, rather, they'll close a single lane to do the repairs, likely overnight or on a week. And, you know, um, the inspector was asked, you know, what advice do you have out there? And the guys just said simply, you need to slow down. They believe, obviously not obviously, but they believe speed and alcohol are factors. We know that those combinations, um, it, that that combination is not a good one. Oh, it's deadly. I mean... Over and over again. Right. And uh, 19 years old. Yep. That's... Uh, I mean, any age is too young to go in that mm -hmm. sort of instance, but uh, 19... Um, and if speed and alcohol are factors, it's just another example of, of unfortunate circumstances that could have easily been avoided. We'll uh, keep you updated right here on 630 Chat. Dan says, hey, Jay and Brad, do you know why so many people play soccer? It's so they don't have to watch. <laughs> just upset and you're just poking the soccer bears out there, aren't yeah. you? I love playing soccer. I played soccer ton when I was a kid. Yeah, so did I. Mm -hmm. So did I. But I actually do enjoy watching it. So. Yeah, That's, but you like all sports. I do. Like, I could be that guy that would maybe watch darts if there was nothing else on TV. Really? No. <laughs> no, I won't go to that extreme. But, yeah, I mean, uh, hockey, basketball, football soccer, golf, not really into rugby, can't do that. Australia. Have you ever watched Australian rules football? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's an experience in itself. You have no clue what's going on. And don't even try to read and learn it's the just sport. Fun. It's fun to watch. It is pure chaos out on the field, and I love it. Well, you know what? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, we're just happy that it's football. We're in the middle of CFL season, NFL season starts here, college football starts. We're just surrounded by football and just loving it at this point. Uh, preseason for uh, the Oilers starts in a few weeks, the end of uh, September. I actually was able to put some of the games up on our big white board, which was uh, exciting. So we're, we're thrilled about that. And anyway, um, do you have the uh, Air Canada mobile app on your phone? No. I do. I woke up this morning, had a nice uh, message in my inbox saying, hey, there might have been a security breach. Uh, You need to reset your password. And it was one of those things because of this darn job. (laughs) Do I really need to reset my password? Do I really need to? And is this for real? And then you start, excuse me, you start looking at it and go, okay, you know, trying to, especially after that phishing scam uh, on the the weekend. But yeah, they're saying... um, Information, personal information of 20,000 of its mobile app users may have been affected by a uh, data breach. They said, um, as you've heard right here on 630 Chad, unusual login activity between August 22nd and 24. They took immediate action. All users of the app, and there's about 1.7 million of you out there. Um, have been locked out of their accounts until they update their passwords. Chedville, did you get this this morning and have you changed it or are you kind of putting it off to later like I am? Um, So what's happened now is that you've been emailed instructions on how to log into the app and change passwords. Um, The app stores names and contact information, which may have been accessed, and they say it also can hold, as you know, information like passport numbers, Nexus card numbers, uh, you know, gender, birth date, nationality, credit card numbers, that sort of thing. They're saying that the Aeroplan passwords are not stored on the app. Um, they're asking you to just uh, to do it to change it first off, and to watch your credit card in case your credit card numbers have been stored anywhere on there. Um, to, to watch over the next few days to make sure that there's no odd charges going through. It never ends. It never ends. And I, I'm kind of, you know, I feel bad for the 1.7 million that have this app, mm. but I'm flying out tomorrow. And mm-hmm. I just, all I can think is, man, if I had that app, I guarantee I'd be ding just because of the convenience that I'm heading well, heading out of province. You but, know what? Uh, I, I love the, you know, so we have the WestJet app, have the um, the Air Canada app on the phone because I do like it when I'm traveling just to try and keep up to date on, on what's going on, what's happening, what's not. I can do with WestJet. I can buy uh, uh, purchases so I can buy uh, Wi-Fi online right. when I'm on a plane. All of these different things. So I do like it. I like it when they give me updates on flights and all that sort of stuff. And we have trip case as well that we use uh, often. But again, it's one of those things um, that over and over again, you wonder, you, you try to be as secure as possible because we tell you over and over again, you have to be, uh, the experts tell you over and over again that you have to be, and then you wonder how the hell does it happen again? And uh, when is it going to stop? Will it ever stop? There's, you know, obviously people out there with uh, more times on time on their hands and more computer smarts than a lot of us, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to do. It's like, how many how many different passwords can you come up with? Um, how long are they? I'll be honest with you. My, and it's partially, you know, my fault. I'll admit it right now. Hey, Mr. Hacker, Mrs. Hacker, if you're listening online right now, my, my passwords aren't super strong. Some of them are, some of the other ones aren't. Um, but I know people who have passwords that are like 20 letters long. Um, numbers exclamation marks you name it what about you art um mine is a variation of the same 
com- it's just a yeah. different combo of the same mm-hmm. letters, numbers, and um, kind of, what do you what do you want to call it here? Like uh, not an exclamation mark Symbols. exactly, but okay. yes, there yeah. we go. That was a really easy <laughs> word. Thank you for that. Punctuation. Um, but uh, it's it's a, a combination, maybe a little extra here, something less on the other one through every app. So similar through the whole thing. Similar en- not to do. Similar enough, but eh, I've been okay. I've only been hacked. I've only been hacked once. Someone says to me, "A broad trying to talk sports like Ooh. is like Andrew trying to talk sports." Okay, Lethbridge. First off, don't ever call me a broad again. How about that? And uh, first off, uh, I do like football. I do like football a lot, and I'm learning. And if you can't appreciate that. Yeah, it's, I don't. I don't get. Simmer that. down. I don't get that. Um, women are allowed to. Love, women love sports. Yeah, Brent says uh, you're switching back again. Says, would you uh, would you watch curling or rather play? Watch. I've tried playing curling. Mm-hmm. No good. No good. And I have friends back home that are quite good at it and have tried to teach mm-hmm. me numerous times. But I love watching curling. Love it. It was funny because Andrew got into watching. He uh, he got into watching curling during the Olympics, during the Winter Olympics. The team curling. Oh, Remember it, that whole gong oh, show? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I thought it was great. I had I had to watch a few games to to be sold on it. But man, oh man, talk about athletes! Like they're like running down the ice, and they get a certain amount of shots, and each time they have to you know go end to end. It's intense. Mm-hmm. You're talking about typically. It's cha- well, it's changed a lot over the years, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's a fun one. You look at the Jake. Is it the Jacobs Riggs uh, out of Northern Ontario? I should know that. They're from my hometown. Yeah, yeah. Brad Jacobs. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, his rink. Oh, they're jacked. <laughs> <laughs> like we were talking about working out yesterday. I said, look at me. Does it look like I work out? You look at them and you think, how many times a week do you go to the gym? How many times a day do you go to the gym? Someone says, remember... Um Come on, Jaylen, rip a strip off the guy about sports lady announcers, he says. Oh, gosh. Yeah, do we want to open up that right now? Probably not. Well, Someone says, go ahead. Just quickly. Yeah. The, the Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN mm-hmm. is a huge deal mm-hmm. south of the border. And, you know, for all of the baseball fans mm-hmm. up here, it's typically the best game of the week, or at least as advertised. There's a female lead announcer, mm-hmm. as there should be. Mm-hmm. She... She schools people with her baseball knowledge. She earned the position. I mean, they have women involved in Hockey Night in Canada. Cassie Campbell-Pascal's been there for over, I think, 10 years. Yeah, it's uh, it's been something else. It, I, I think, and, and I've watched um, some of the, the fallout on social media when, we, when we've seen um, female announcers take on a lead role, whether you're calling the game or doing color, whatever it is. And, and I think one of the things is for some folks, it's jarring just because it's not that that just hasn't been the way. But hey, guess what, folks? Times change, right? And so the more you get used to it, um, the more you listen to it, the more it happens, the more that you're going to get used to it. And I can appreciate that. I don't ever... And I'll say this about any job. I don't believe anyone should ever be put in a job or a position just because of what's between their legs. No. Um, I, I believe that someone should be put in the job because they are good at it. They are knowledgeable. They can do their job and, and do it well. And I don't care. That goes from policing to firefighting to sports announcers to nursing. To do- it doesn't matter. That is how I feel about it. I totally agree. And specifically with the NFL, ESPN Sunday NFL Countdown, mm-hmm. female host. Mm-hmm. 
lead sideline reporter mm-hmm. on Sunday Night Football, Michelle mm-hmm. Tafoya. Mm-hmm. Monday Night Football, Susie Colbert. Best sideline reporters in the NFL, Aaron Andrews and Pam Oliver. Mm-hmm. They're there because they're good mm-hmm. at it. And if you actually pay attention, rather than just being frustrated that there's a woman standing there, they are knowledgeable about the sport. Can I tell you something? I was never a huge fan of Tony Romo. Right. Never a huge fan of Tony Romo. Man. I love him. I know. Doing uh, the color. I love him. The the insight that he brings to call or to the to the game is phenomenal. He calls the play. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly oh, what's well, going to happen. Right? And nine out of ten times. It happens. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Talking about games, we're going to switch it up here after the 2.30 news. We're going to talk about eSports. What is it? How big is it? How big is it going to get? And do you think they should be in the Olympics? All that and more coming up. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.